Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on yet another hump day, today being Wednesday, the 22nd of December, 2021. Only three more sleeps till Christmas. It is coming around very, very quickly. And in this episode, this is a bit of a rehash, a, re- a retread, a redone, a redo, whatever it's called, because uh, I recorded a podcast earlier this morning. Was about to upload it to the various podcast platforms, and uh, so I could put it through the editing process. Uh, Realised that of a 14-minute, nearly 15-minute podcast, for some reason only two minutes of the podcast had been recorded. So uh, maybe there's a message there. Maybe the message was horrendous, and therefore I've got to do it again. But here I am, back to do a, another one. So hopefully this is the message that people need to hear, and that's what I'm going to go with because it uh, it's a little bit later than normal. It's uh, about 11.26 a.m. on Wednesday. Normally, uh, I'll do it a little bit earlier than this. But um, yes, uh, things happen and we adjust, we overcome, we take it in our stride and we move forward anyway. So in today's episode, I want to talk about who is in your corner. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I've worked with and continue to work with leaders and their teams. And the more I do this, the more I realize the critical importance of being very, very specific on who is in your corner. Now, I've recorded a number of podcasts over the last couple of years in relation to your inner circle and being very conscious of the people that you choose to surround yourself with. And this has been playing out again this week and last week with clients and also with colleagues in relation to having some challenges with people who are in their, uh, I guess, their, uh, in their tribe, in their, in their environment that is not necessarily leading to great outcomes and certainly not necessarily being as healthy for the individuals involved because of some of the uh, some of the uh, thought processes and some of the feelings around anxiety that's being played out over the last couple of weeks in particular. So I wanted to talk about this and leave a message in relation to how important it is that for us as leaders, certainly for us as aspiring leaders, we get very, very specific and very intentional on who we choose to surround ourselves with and who we choose to have in our corner. Now, I do a lot of work with leaders around emotional intelligence and uh, emotional intelligence is something that more and more organizations are placing a lot more focus on when it comes to recruiting, not just looking at people who have great track records of performance or who appear to be, quote-unquote, smart or intelligent. Now, the emotional intelligence uh, areas, specifically around helping leaders build muscles around self-awareness and social awareness, is where I play a lot of, a lot of the game, where I spend a lot of my time, whether it be coaching, mentoring, or also group group coaching of, of, of group coaching of individuals, group coaching of teams uh, to make sure we extract the maximum potential out of these teams. And I've got to say, a lot of leaders and a lot of people are not socially aware. And may I add, they're also not as self-aware as perhaps we would like to believe that they are or they believe themselves to be. So I do a lot of work in this particular area. And I've had a number of conversations this week with clients and also with uh, with colleagues, and there's some trends again that's coming out of the conversations, and it's a number of things which has prompted me to record this podcast because I was having a, a number of pretty in-depth conversations with some individuals 
yesterday and the day before in relation to being really, really intentional and specific on who you choose to have in your corner. Because we talked about tribe, we talked about family. Now, we've already, we know that we can't necessarily choose our family because our family is just our family. However, what we can do in relation to family, if you've got family members who are not necessarily providing you with a great environment, a supporting environment, then you can choose to spend less time with them and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, however, uh, one of the things we need to recognize with this, and this happens in certainly in families, it happens in friend groups, uh, it happens in businesses, and it certainly happens in big organizations, is there's this huge gravitational pull of the tribe, and it still fascinates me just to watch it play out. And I've been seeing this with a number of clients play out in the last couple of weeks in particular. Um, the gravitational pull of the tribe for many people is almost irresistible. It's, uh, it's things like of wanting to fit in, wanting to be part of something special, to belong to something, and in many cases, of wanting to be liked. And for many leaders, and certainly for many individuals within teams, this gravitational pull is often too great to resist. And they, as a consequence, they can cost themselves not only opportunities for development, opportunities to become exceptional, they can also cost themselves the opportunity to take on added responsibility and in many cases, step up to being a leader. Now, it is either this direct pressure that often comes through the power of the tribe and often it will be not necessarily what is said specifically. It could be insinuated. It could be uh, things that are nonverbal. But in some cases, it could also be certain people within that environment or within that tribe, within that team that is very, very specific that places direct pressure on an individual. Uh, however, even worse than that is often the implied pressure that uh, seems to come just by being part of a, a tribe or being part of a group. And uh, you can sense it. And one of the conversations I had yesterday is you walked in and, and he was walking into an environment where he just felt that there was a difference, there was a different vibe and a different energy. And I'm not going to go into, into all this woo-woo stuff about energy, but you know this, you go into a certain environment it could be a could be an office building could be a, a shop could be a like a, a meeting room or a boardroom and the people in there generate a certain level of energy and it actually gives off either positive energy or not so positive energy and I remember even back in the sales days when I was running sales teams or even before that when I was an individual contributor salesperson I'd often walk in to do presentations to either a board of directors or a bunch of senior leaders and I'd get a sense as I walked in the door as to whether this was going to be a successful outcome or not and in most cases, I was 100% correct. Why? Because I was building my EQ muscles, certainly around social levels of awareness. And so this is this is something that is uh, is playing out with a lot of people and certainly playing out with clients I've been working with this week and a number of colleagues um, that they're grappling with this pull and it can be quite fatiguing for many people. And this is why we need to be really conscious of and, and why social awareness and in particular around emotional intelligence, self-awareness is such a critical thing because it can be quite taxing and it can be quite fatiguing, which can not only have an impact on your physical well-being, it can also have some impact and, and some pretty devastating impacts on your mental well-being as well. So it's really, really critical that we tap into that and recognize when we're not feeling well, when we're feeling a little bit anxious or we're not feeling that the vibe is where it needs to be, being aware of that and then doing something about it, which is really important, therefore, to understand this question. This is the most important question we're going to ask today in this episode, and that is, who is in your corner? It is so important that we ask ourselves that very, very direct question. 
because you need to think about this, right? So sometimes you're part of a team that you don't have a choice. Uh, you just It's just evolved or in some cases, you've actually had the opportunity to build a team or to be invited into a team. And irrespective of that, I want to ask questions today from both perspectives. One, thinking about the environment that you're in and asking whether the people in that environment are in your corner and they're with the right intentions, but also thinking about from your perspective, when you're in other people's corners, what is your intention? So this is from both uh, from on the receiving end, if you like, but also on the giving end as well, because it, it works both ways. And unfortunately, it's something that not a lot of people, not a lot of leaders spend near enough time thinking about. They literally go through the motions and almost just accept that the team they have, the team they surround themselves with, the people who are in their quote-unquote inner circle are just there with the best intentions without necessarily questioning it. So as we approach the Christmas break, for many people, it's now is the perfect time to start really deep dive analyzing the people who you are, who you are surrounding yourself with and the, and the tribes that you're part of, the communities you're part of, and asking a number of really poignant questions to verify, are you in the right space and do you have the right levels of emotional intelligence around you that will enable you to extract your maximum potential and become the exceptional leader that you know you're destined to become. So that's the first question, who is in your corner? And the thing with that direct question, you've got to start thinking about, okay, for the people who are in my inner circle, who are in my corner, are they there to add value? Now, if they are, how do they demonstrate that value and how can I quantify the value that they bring to me and the value they bring to the team to justify them remaining, for example, in my corner. Are they there also to challenge me? Now, this is not to challenge me for the sake of arguing, but to challenge my thinking, to elevate me to a whole new level because that's what they're there to do. They're there to serve. They're there to empower me. Are they, are they also there to encourage me? And are they doing this on a consistent basis? I'm staggered at the number of people who do not review progress. They do not review performance and they do not review what they're doing well and what they're not doing well. And they certainly don't review who are the people within their inner circle who are either helping or hindering them in their efforts to become exceptional. And that's the key thing. Out of all of this, we're really asking the question, is this person within my inner circle, within my corner, are they helping me or are they there to hinder me or are they there to make themselves feel better? Are they elevating themselves on a higher platform or a higher status and therefore not delivering the value that I'm looking for and that I expect. Now, in other words, what is their intention? Now, in some cases, you can ask that very direct question to that individual because if you're not quite sure or if there's a little bit of doubt or a little bit of confusion over the behaviors that you're seeing them uh, demonstrate, then why couldn't you just ask the direct question and say, hey, John, hey, Sally, hey, Jim, what is your specific intention when you're in my inner circle, when you're in my corner, what is your intention? What are you looking to achieve? What are you what is what are you trying to drive? Now you can ask that depending on the relationship, but I would also challenge you that if you cannot ask that direct question of people within your inner circle, people who are in your corner, then hey, they probably shouldn't be in your corner anyway, because people who you can ask those sort of questions of are more than happy to respond and they'll give you many cases unfiltered feedback and they won't uh, they won't uh, beat around the bush. They won't uh, put some nice little frilly edges around it. They'll actually tell you like it is, which gives you exactly the information that you need to move forward. The other thing with this as well, is, as I said, this is also about giving as well. So when you're thinking about the people that you're part of, the groups that you're part of, the inner circles that you are part of, that people look to you for 
guidance for value, for servitude, etc., etc., ask yourself exactly the same question as the question you're asking of people who are close to you. And that is, are you helping this person? Are you helping these people? Are you serving them or are you hindering them? What is your intention? Because it's one thing to understand who are, the, who are you surrounding yourself with to help you become exceptional and be very, very specific on what you're looking for and what the expectations are, but also be very, very specific on what the intentions you're going to bring to the people who feel you can be part of their inner circle or they want you in, your, in their corner as well. So it goes both ways. And this is where emotional intelligence really uh, steps up because if we're really self-aware and socially aware, we know exactly why we're there, what we're there to provide the level of service, what success looks like. And we are also very, very specific on what our intention is in relation to those environments. And the more I work in the leadership space, the more clients I take on board, the more differences I'm seeing out there in the marketplace in terms of people with different backgrounds, different beliefs, different values, they all bring their own nuances to a situation and each of them can become exceptional in their own right in terms of their leadership. The more I'm starting to embrace the concept of diversity is literally the spice of life. And running running programs for Qantas, for example, we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion. And from an organization perspective, Qantas is probably one of the most well-known organizations who actively embrace people from different backgrounds, different experiences, different ages, uh, from all different walks of life, and truly embrace a level of diversity and inclusion. And it's been said often that diversity is the spice of life. And I'm starting to realize this more and more. And so the differences matter and the differences can actually make the difference. Now, where in the past, we would have seen leaders and sales leaders potentially build teams around them of people who are very similar to them, who might be thinking the same things, having the same beliefs, maybe even the same values. These become quite, in many cases, quite one-dimensional teams. So the importance of actually identifying your own strengths and this is why reviewing performance and reviewing your own uh, your own perspectives is such an important thing. And looking for where are my blind spots and how can I bring different people who have different perspectives, who have different strengths, who can cover up the blind spots that we have in the team or cover up the blind spot that I might have as a leader. This is about diversity and this is about being very intentional on who you want to have in your corner. And so diversity and differences is the key thing. But also understand that sometimes differences can also create dysfunction, which is not healthy. So as we wrap up today, I want you to I want you to really think about as you're doing the review, and whether you do it today, tomorrow, or over the Christmas break, uh, sit down and do that review. And I'll talk about either tomorrow or Friday a, a process to go through in terms of doing that, to, re, to review the year, to review where you're at, and so you can set a platform for 2022 to hopefully make 2022 an exceptional year for you. But really think about who is in your corner. Do a bit of a stock take on the people who are in your corner right now, who you consider to be trusted advisors, part of your inner circle, and just ask yourself the question, are they there to help? Are they there to hinder? And what is the evidence to support either side? Because if you can do a stock take, you can very quickly work out who is the people who potentially you need to replace and do exactly the same thing for the other groups that you're part of in terms of their inner circle as well. Because life is too short and leadership is too difficult in and of itself to then worry about having uh, dysfunctional people around you who are not necessarily lifting you up and adding value to you. They're more there to hinder. So be very, very specific on who is in your corner. So I trust that message resonates. Hope that helps. Certainly help the people who are talking to this week. And I trust that also is delivered to you with the intention that I was hoping it to deliver. That is helping you, not hindering you. So as a reminder, if you'd like some help, 
with this, if you'd like some help taking your leadership to the exceptional level and uh, you'd like to work one-on-one, hey, I'd love to have the conversation with you and do just that. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, uh, what your inner circle looks like now, what you're looking to achieve, what success looks like, what exceptional sales leadership looks like for you. And let's map out a plan to get you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader in the next 90 days. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.